Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Dahlia Ramahi. And I'm Jordan Dreyer. And today we're going to talk about change and how it's kind of inevitable and what you can do to make it easier for you. That's right. Let's get started. Yes. At the end of the day, we like being in our bubbles. Whether people admit it or not, everyone is in a bubble and everyone has a level of comfort and they have their comfort zone. And when something challenges it or comes up and disrupts it or changes it even just a little, they it makes a lot of people freak out. I mean, not everybody is uh, open to change. And so I think that, you know, change is great, but it's not for everybody. And it takes a lot of people a lot longer to warm up to that. Even just the idea of change, of some kind of change. That's yeah. why the status quo exists for yeah. a reason. Because more people than not don't like, they're adverse to change. Some people just to big change and some people to... Uh, Every change, even small little changes, they people want a reason to freak out. I, I know. know. Like I tried to what with my temple. Like I was, I was like in charge of planning mahjong. It's like a Chinese game that's really popular yeah. among Jewish people for some reason. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> but so I was, I was in charge of planning that for for like a few months before the pandemic and all of that changed. But like I was. I had like all these ideas and I was going to get things like once a month and we, you know, or maybe even every other week that we can go to someone's house. And like, I wanted to have a list of people who are willing to host and all that. And I guess some people talked to the lady who was like in charge of me and they were like, well, we've never done it this way. I don't like this. I don't like her emailing um, us this much. And, and it's like, yeah. okay, fine. I tried to give you guys a social life and I guess you didn't want it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's new for them. They, they're just used to what they're used to they're in their routine and it just aggravate can be a strong word but I feel like it just it ruffles their feathers and a lot of like I admit it there are some things that I find myself adverse to when it comes to change it's it's normal it's very normal but I think what we need to do is take a pause and think about what does that change mean you yeah. know, it's not all cons. There are a lot of pros to change. And sometimes you have to challenge your mind to look forward. Like we've been talking yeah, about the last it, couple episodes. Look you, forward. Like in learning a new program, for example, like, you know, like maybe you've always filed your papers this way, but now it's going to be this way on a computer and you're going to have to scan it instead of writing it. But in the future, everything will be easier because of it. Like, it's not easy now because you're learning it. Exactly. But once you've learned it, it'll be fine. And you're going to be like, why did I ever write it by hand? You know, that's interesting that you say that because I was just reading an article. This is a little off topic, but it's it's relevant. Talking about change and different generations. You know, I I think it's so lame when people like Gen Z, Gen Millennial, Ugh, Gen or Gen X. We're the like, get over it, guys. I know you I get born tired when of the you labels. Were born. Yeah, like the labels are so annoying. But so the article was um, talking about how Gen X and, and and the millennials they built up a lot of the 
systems. Yeah, the systems, the infrastructure, like even, you know, the stuff we use on the internet, the apps, the software, all that stuff mm-hmm. that allows for Gen Z and younger to thrive today. Mm-hmm. technologically. And, you know, we always look at Gen Z and the younger generation, even Alpha, but little, little kids, Gen Alpha, whatever They're you want to call Alpha? them. They're called Alpha? I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, my nephew, my <clears throat> wonderful, amazing, I love my nephew, reminds me that he's Gen Alpha all the time. He's oh. like 10 years old. Yeah, I've so. never heard that name. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, me either until he told me. <laughs> so anyway, but they thrive in this new technological world that we live in. But it's based on the systems that our generation and generation and the generation before us, the Gen X generation created. You know what I mean? And so what the article was saying is that this generation doesn't know how to troubleshoot as effectively when it comes to technology and IT issues. So, for example, they rely heavily on the uh, accessibility and the usability and the um, ease of and the ease oh. of user interfaces. So they they grew up in a generation where all they had to do was press buttons. You know, they have amazing interfaces. I grew up, when I was a little kid, there was no PC or Windows. I mean, there was no Windows yeah, yet. Yeah. So I played games on DOS. Yeah, I, I did too. I had to type in a code. I know and DOS. Then, exactly. Like, if I wanted to play Rampage or whatever other games that I wanted to play, uh, was it Double Dragon or the two... I, like, I don't anyway, know the who, names of the games, but I just know but, that our yeah. mom had the codes written down so we could access them and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. We had to figure stuff out. Even when the internet first came out, I was, I was in high school, like AOL and all those days. So my point is we had to uh, – there wasn't friendly user interfaces. You still no. had to figure a lot of stuff out, but this generation doesn't. So we're talking about change. And so the idea is – that even like Gen Z, for example, when they face issues, they're more likely to quit and just go on to the next thing than dig in and figure it out. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, I wonder how many people they surveyed, generation. though, because I can imagine lots of them are going to exactly. be computer Again, programmers. Like, yeah, but that's but that wasn't that we're not talking about computer programmers. Uh-huh. We're talking about just regular everyday. Um, oh, okay. People and so when you when you look at that, I mean, and I'm not trying to characterize a whole generation yeah. of people, but it's my point is that you know we even look at young people, but even they have their aversion to some sorts of changes, oh, yeah. and whether it's um, good or bad, or if you need to label things that way, uh, everybody struggles with it in one way or another. Apparently really that's do. what, like, because like, I'm not a parent, but, like, apparently having a, a very strict or set schedule is better for your kids than, oh, today Free we're going to go to bed at 8. No, tomorrow we're going to yeah. go to bed at 9.30 because they don't know. And I guess kids and, aren't good with change. But you know what's interesting is that structure. And, and so, like, that benefits anybody. I could definitely use with more discipline and structure in my life and as an adult, especially yeah. running my own business. So I can only imagine how much it would benefit little kids who are still um, learning and developing. I think there's a, such a thing as too much rigidity, but I think that structure is important. Structure and discipline for sure. Yeah. Um, going back to change a little bit and bringing mm-hmm. it back, something we were talking about before we were recording was AI. And I just oh, wanted yeah. to say on that like, cause some people like voiceover, and I'm sure other people. Uh, I mean, they've got a robot that draws now. They're like, is it gonna replace artists? But like, this happens or all the NFTs, time. NFTs, yeah. Yeah, NFTs are a really big thing. I I got on Twitter like one time last week, and I was that's all anyone was talking about. I was like, what is yeah. NFT? I had to go Google it. And yeah, uh, definitely. But it, I Twitter feel is like... a place where you can find out the new things and what's yeah. going on. <laughs> it's 
going to happen. Whatever the because like imagine somebody who doesn't know what. How do I get a voiceover? I I I've got a cool little product I want to put a video blah blah. But like, what do I do? And so they'll probably they don't know how much it's supposed to cost. And so they'll go with whatever's cheapest. Uh, uh, if they're if they're a good person, they're gonna go with quality, and then that's good. But otherwise, like they're gonna go with the robot, and they'll be like, "Oh, it sounds good enough." And this has happened before, where people are replaced, and you just have to work through it. Like we didn't la- lose musicians and live music because of records and phonograph and stuff like that because of technology. We yeah, still you have just live learn music. to operate within a new, um, you know, with new parameters, like more expanded parameters. And, you know, that's the whole point is that uh, society is constantly changing. Our mindsets, you know, and our views on things are changing. So why wouldn't technology change? I mean, it evolves with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And there will always be because like, yeah, perhaps concert attendance is down. And I've seen people blaming Spotify for all kinds of things. But um, as far as like artists and things, but I don't know, those who are really dedicated are going to be there at the concerts. Maybe you'll have a better quality crowd. And so the people who are going to use voiceover, it's going to be for more awesome projects in a way. You're not going to be getting stupid projects. Yeah, you know, everything has a cost and a benefit. And when something is new, people tend to focus on the cost of it more because they can't see the benefit of it yet. And, you know, it goes back to what we were saying. Change is hard for a lot of people. If there's something that even appears to be the indication of some kind of threat to mm-hmm. their livelihood, their way of being, their thought process, their beliefs, challenging their views, people start digging in and they start doubling down or they start wanting or they experience that resistance to whatever changes being proposed. We're not even even if it's not even at the level where change is happening yet, just the idea of a change can set people off and have them start resisting it. I think it's normal, but I think that's why it's important like um you know we talked about earlier to pause and to think about you know okay maybe there are some negatives with this change but how can this benefit us long term so forward look look forward looking look towards the future expand your mind challenge yourself to see something that you don't normally see on a daily basis get out of your current appearance guys I can't stress that enough and I've said that like how many times don't look at your current appearance and make decisions based on this moment in time look forward yeah like maybe this nft craze will pass people will see how it's really hey they quite... said that about bitcoin and cryptocurrency and it's here I mean because all, all I know about nft is you have the record and the license of something that other people can get for free. I think it's like a digital image, I think, you know? Yeah. So I honestly don't understand how people are making money off of these digital images. This, it doesn't it, it, make sense to me, but I yeah, don't understand so, NFTs. Somebody, somebody mentioned that it was like watching the sunset, taking a picture and paying, having people pay you for that picture when other people can exactly. just go watch the same sunset. Yeah, I remember on Twitter some time ago when they were talking about like even Melania Trump is uh, selling an NFT and 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 there was a market for that and I'm just like, well, okay, you know what I mean? I guess there would be for her, but my point is like everybody's getting in on this NFT craze and uh, I think people are seeing them kind of like collectibles. Uh, yeah, so I've heard that. I like I think Disney even came out with an NFT so. Uh, people will pay for what they pay for. I think that um, I actually 
you know, for whatever it's worth, I actually admire and I'm inspired by people who are willing to dive into something so new so quickly because those are risk takers. Um, I don't know how much they know about the product or if they had a hand in creating it or if they're just the kind that like to jump into new things. You know what I mean? First. But I actually, I'm inspired by people like that. So I know I'm not. I don't jump into something new just right off the bat. Unless it's like based on a decision I've already made. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Because like one time I I met with this guy. I was just trying to be like a freelance voiceover, trying to be like, hey, I'm available. And he wanted to meet and he had this startup company. And basically it's like he was trying to hire me for his team. And I was like, Mm. no, I don't want to join your team. I just want to be a freelance that you use from time to time. And I don't think he understood that. And because, but, but it's like, also it's, it's a, it was like a two or three year old company. And so I can't, I can't see, will you be around in a few years? I need money. (laughs) Like I can't, I can't be with a startup. That would be, yeah, it does take courage. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I think that, so see in, in my situation, if I was, if I had an opportunity like that and, you know, I do freelance and I had my own business, but like for me, I'm like, okay, I'd consider that. Let's talk terms. And then um, I think that there's always there. We have to remember that even with change, we always have our options, guys. Uh, things aren't set in stone. And, you know, whether you're anti-AI as a voice actor or for whatever reason or, um, you know, hesitant or resistant towards the ideas of NFTs for maybe because you just don't understand it, educate yourself then. It doesn't hurt. No. And even if you dabble in it or, or like, you know, a lot of people like, you know, what we were talking oh, about yesterday, God. investing in the market. A lot of people don't do it because they feel like they're not qualified or they don't know enough or they're they're, um, you know, they can't make those kind of financial decisions on such big things. But educate yourself, see what you can learn on your own and then just go for it. You don't have to start. You don't have to go big. Just start out something small and see where it takes you. And just remember, you can always pull back I know you don't have to go all in all the time it's not like Vegas guys education is like the key to everything and it annoys me so much when um like for example oh well I just don't even know what they stand for like the other political side and it's like well why don't you read their stuff just just in reading it you're not going to become them but they also say know thy enemy so use it from that perspective like okay now I know what their points are I can argue them I can argue against them and or anything like people are like, oh, I don't know anything about Islam or whatever. I think that's weird. Go or it's read. Like, exactly. it's like go, go read. It's not going to turn you into and a Muslim. Can I just say when you read, check your sources. Like, are you looking at some right wing site that, you know, is anti-Islam or are you actually looking at credible academic sources? And I'm not just talking about Islam because I'm a Muslim. I'm just giving that example. Yeah. But this could go for anything. I even like I, you know, even with politics, are you getting your news from one source because it is spouting all the same opinions that you have of the mindset that you have? Uh, are, are they are they sourced articles? Are they legit, or do you just call them legit because they they uh, agree with you or you agree with everything yeah. they say? Like, challenge yourselves, guys. Get out of your bubbles and um, experience change. Look at not just technology, people, even yeah. food. Just go experience it for yourself. And I know see oh, how that's, much you limit a... yourselves because of your own limiting beliefs, because of your own fears, because of your own. I know. Uh, and that's I hate to say this, and I don't mean me. this in a disrespectful way. Your own smallness. 
Yeah. Like the food one, I hate. That's my biggest yeah. one. Where people are like, oh, octopus, ew. Just because yeah. the, it's like something slimy or, or like not American in a way, like they won't eat it. And it's like, you didn't even yeah. try it. Just try it. Well, I mean, and if you don't know what it is, just close your eyes and pretend it's something else. No, I'm just kidding. I know. Well, but yeah. like, I'm more like, okay, but, like, but in all fairness, you know, I, I, I went to Costco the other day and they had octopus there. Okay, in the in the refrigerated section uh-huh. or frozen, whatever, and it it was like pink and it was uncooked and it didn't look very appetizing to me, right? But then I thought about it and if I even realized my initial reaction was, ooh, like this doesn't look appetizing. But then I closed my literally. This is the exercise I went through, and I'm like, I've never had octopus before, and I saw people like snapping it up. I I couldn't understand it, so I tried to imagine how they might cook it and how delicious. The, the the delicious look on their face, the contented look on their mm-hmm. face when they had eating it because they were buying it by packs. Mm-hmm. So, and I've never seen octopus at Costco. Yeah. Anyway. So, but like, look at that. You know, did I go buy octopus? No. But I, I allowed myself to stop a moment and just think about the enjoyment that other people would have. And like, if the opportunity ever came up, I might try it. Why not? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I love octopus. You can get it in yeah. Greek food. You can get it in Japanese food. <laughs> yeah, and by like, the way, I, it, it feels like it wouldn't be that different from squid. And I eat calamari all the time. No, and, uh, the, main, the main difference is octopus is, which one's crunchy? One's crunchy and one's chewy. I think it's squid, squid is crunchy. Chewy. Yeah, oh, well, I forget now. One of them is chewy. Or maybe it's just the way it's But prepared. as for the taste, yeah, it's not, like, octopus doesn't have much of a taste. And in all fairness, I've only ever had calamari that's been heavily breaded, so. Oh. <laughs> you know? um, but anyway, but that aside, but you get where we're going with this, right? Everybody, yeah. like, you, I think you get our point, yeah? Just try <laughs> it. Be open to things. Change. Change is not always bad, or even like a haircut, or I don't know what's or using a new book. Like the, the 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 county is using a new textbook. People will sometimes flip out about that. I like would flip the book out. Banning that we have. Well, by yeah, like then right then now. I Disgusting. would flip out, but like. Because that's a bad change to ban Can I just books? say, yeah, let's let's have Republicans and right-wing fanatics freak out when Dr. Seuss was taking two books off the shelves because it was disrespectful and, and kind of racist. But now they go and they ban the Lorax and other Dr. <coughs> Seuss books. Why? Because it talks about the environment, because huh? you think it's too tree-huggy. Like, we'll talk about hypocrisy and a free, the fear of change. It's oh, yeah. edu- it, well, it goes back to what you just said, education. Sometimes the best way to control a population is to make them mind-numbingly stupid so that they follow along with what leaders want. And you know what? That's why education, that's why reading, that's why getting out of your comfort zone, that's why trying to understand another person's point of view, having meaningful dialogue and actual legitimate political discourse, not like what happened on January 6th with the insurrection, that can help change, that can help ease your mind about the change that's going to be inevitable because change is always happening. Yeah. And you decide how you react to it. Yeah. Like it's not knowing, your choice. You can't stop it. Knowing what's coming, knowing how history works, knowing how, I don't know, the benefits and the bad sides of some technology, yeah. it makes you ready for it or... You're ready for the apocalypse or something like that. But even like, yeah, even like political change. And now I'm on this kick talking about politics, but I'll rein myself in. But um, uh, that we can leave that for another time. But change is inev- inevitable. We Like, I'm not going to keep repeating it because I just said it like twice in a row. <laughs> but uh, it's true. You know how I deal with change? 
um, I don't believe change is ever bad because I've decided, because remember, I decide what I think about myself. I decide what I think about the world around me. Nobody else can have that unless you give that power away to someone else to make those decisions for you. You are the person who decides what you think at any given moment of the day. Nobody can force you to think anything that you don't want to think. It's your yeah. always your choice. That being said, I choose to believe deep from my heart that everything always happens for me it's always working out in my highest favor so even if a change to someone else seems negative I'm gonna choose to look at it in some sort of positive light even if I can't see it in this yeah. moment what that yeah, is yeah like even because I'm thinking about I just love this moment of history when m movies started to have talking I, mm -hmm. I like that uh, golden age of cinema that kind of stuff and but like I think about some people couldn't make the transition from a uh, silent actor to speaking actor. And so yeah. just just like if you're laid off from your company because it's closing because your steel mill is gone or something, like, yeah, you, you, you should take time to mourn the career if, if you need to. Because Like, it yeah. was a long time, and, like, you're maybe you had fun in the movies and now you can't do it anymore because you just can't speak for some reason. Your voice is too high. I don't know. We're back then. But, like, yeah. then after that, like, you can't mourn forever and be like, well, uh, I'm all washed up and... I, I'm, I'm a 90s, like, Bojack Horseman, like, I'm a 90s actor, and I'll never be, like, a 2000s actor or something like that. I don't know. And Yeah, exactly. Like, or just look at it even, like, supermodels. Like, I know that's such a lame example, but it, it's not really lame. No. Because look at how many supermodels, but they're, you never hear from them again. They're done. But then you have others, like, I, when I was growing up, uh, Cindy Crawford was a huge supermodel. And now she's a very successful businesswoman. Like, she took it and she changed because she knew she couldn't model forever. She wasn't going to be on the runways forever. Yeah, you, know you have I mean? to. Like, in a way, this forced change can make you creative. Like, mourn it, say goodbye, and then you have to change. You have to, oh, exactly. I, can't, I can't be a coal worker anymore. Well, okay, I'm, I've always wanted to do this. Exactly. And on a more obvious scale, look, you could be like Madonna, refuse, <laughs> refuse to let go <laughs> of your career and move forward. And I'm not saying that as a hater. I love Madonna and I love her music. Okay, guys. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, if, have you guys seen Madonna? Have you seen all the plastic surgery? She looks younger than her daughter. Uh, she does not look like physically the Madonna that we all grew up knowing. And I'm And I don't care about that. That's her choice. Good for her. She's gorgeous. She's an amazing uh, singer and she's accomplished so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But look at what change made her do. So she saw uh, her way in life as, you know, all these young artists coming up. And she wasn't going to bow out gracefully. She was going to still make music. She was still going to compete at that level. And so she reinvented herself. She's She did whatever she felt she had to do to stay relevant. You know what I mean? And for better or worse, whether you hate Madonna or like Madonna, I gotta respect that about her because she's she's just marches to the beat of her own drum and she's continuing to um, evolve in the way that she thinks she needs to. Yeah, see, uh, you, during like, change, even if she's the doing the same thing like music, she is changing slightly evolving and you said stay relevant like she is changing yeah. herself she did not stay the exactly. same from the 80s or whatever oh she is definitely not the same <laughs> <laughs> but you know good for her so my takeaway from this awesome episode is that change is always happening you can resist it but you can't really stop it and if you rather if you focus more on your mindset about change and something as simple as just choosing to believe that everything happens for you and for your benefit, 
then you can lower that resistance just a little bit and maybe yes, get excited. Yes, and about it. educate yourself always. Mm-hmm. Like learn about the new thing and even just learn five sentences about it, whatever, and be like, okay, I know a little bit about NFTs or, or something. Yeah, and you're and you're uh, getting this advice from someone who loves to learn and teach, and we both do, you yeah. know. So education is such a big part of my life. I don't think that I'll ever um, stop wanting to be green and growing. I rather no. not be ripe and rotting. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise, I mean, like if everybody stopped learning, then we would have the mindless society where the government just rules everything and stuff. We do not want an idiocracy. That's I know. for sure. Yeah. And right. watch that movie if you haven't yet. I know, okay, I need guys. to. I actually haven't. So. <laughs> but I, I have to, full disclosure, I've never fully watched that movie either. There's, like, there's only parts of it that i watched, so it'll oh. be interesting. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. So Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> the website bloomingvoices.com, and, or you can email us at bloomingvoicespodcast at gmail.com. Yes, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.